All You Need to Know is brought to you by no one. No one at all. Welcome to All You Need to Know, the show where you hear about everything and learn about nothing. Here are your hosts, Quinn Eaton and Isaac Bayer. I came into, I recently came into, it's kind of funny, you know, I've been, I've been doing a lot of cooking. I recently came into a package of Chinese black fungus, okay. dried black fungus. It's meant for cooking for stir fries, but it just says dried black fungus. Uh, and this is a cooking, uh, this is like an yeah, It's like a, yeah, it is, you know, and I also got some curry. I've never had curry, but I got like the curry blocks, you know, that you cook over the top of the whatever. I'm thinking, yeah. I wonder if I can put that dried black fungus into some curry. Yeah, I, you know, I don't know enough about dried black fungus. Um, I feel like I've been, uh, I've been to the doctor and that's what I've been told that I have before. Uh, so I don't know yeah. it in the sense of the cooking ingredient dried black fungus but thanks yeah. for speaking thanks for of in- fungus yeah you ever hear of the fungus among us the fungus you ever hear somebody us. say the fungus among us no i haven't what is it just mean? makes me think back to the among us era of the internet and how crazy that game became how popular it became that was such a bizarre time i never played it never in the internet i don't know if you never one down- time no i don't know if you had to it's download free. it Okay, yeah, I never, I never had it. You could have got on your it. phone for free. There have been plenty of things that I've missed the boat on. Uh, Among Us is one of them. Uh, Game of Thrones it was is such another. a crazy time. I didn't uh, really care for Game of Thrones. I've never watched Game of Thrones. If and you watch the, the first thing? episode, it really turns you off. Um, oh, uh, right now I'm being told that I'm missing the boat on the Righteous Gemstones. Uh, but that one I might I actually watch. Um, it's an HBO show. Oh, and then I missed the boat on Yellowstone, too. I haven't watched Kevin Costner's Yellowstone. Wow. That's not... So, yeah, my mom is big into that. Wait, what's but, he going to do now? I don't know. Um, what's he going to do? For my profession, I write about him a lot. Uh, so I actually do know a lot about Kevin Costner and Yellowstone's uh, current production schedule. But we're not talking about that today. The topic that's... Ha- died. What's that? Pee Herd's dead. <laughs> okay, so... Uh, yeah, rest in peace, Pee Wee Herman. Um, he passed away, I guess. Uh, Today. Well, but the, this episode comes out two days from now. So we're recording on a Monday. Uh, the episode itself will come out on a Wednesday. So we didn't necessarily have to say that because by the time this episode comes out, the news cycle. I meant to cycle, text you about that. The news cycle would have already kind of uh, covered well, up. Isn't that what we're doing anyway? I guess so. And back behind um, the news cycle. I, I I saw that he was still kindly and fondly thought of uh, upon his passing. But at the same time, any news outlet that I was watching talk about the passing of Pee Wee Herman uh, did mention the child pornography charges uh, that were brought on to him at one point. I didn't know that. Okay, yeah, I didn't so know that. That's, that's probably that's why, because people you know, didn't know that. He he defended himself and said that it was some sort of uh, old art. And he's like, no one would ever think that that, but I we're not know. talking it, but, but, but we're not talking about Pee Wee Herman. We're not talking about ancient pornography. We've got a better topic than both of those things. All right. Oh, so, geez. Welcome I'm going to try to derail the topic. 
welcome back. Um, last week, we're, we're already derailing, it, it feels like, in the first four minutes of the podcast today. But you weren't here last week. DJ was able to do the podcast in person. It's uh, a miracle. We, we met halfway. I drove uh, about an hour and 15, and he drove 45 minutes. Um, that, that's halfway. If you if you didn't uh, if you didn't know between DJ is that true though? Uh, yeah, we did it uh, behind a loves uh, in the car and and we did the podcast. Uh, let me let me phrase that differently. We we recorded the. It podcast does sound like a bit. This whole behind, thing sounds no like no a no. Bit. We recorded the podcast. You can go back and listen to it. You can hear like some trucks pulling in and stuff. Uh, we recorded the podcast behind a loves truck stop. Why would you do it? Uh, Wi-Fi was still not set up, but it apparently is now. Uh, but then there were some scheduling conflicts with DJ once again. So welcome back. My name is Quinn Eaton, and uh, with me today is Isaac Bayer. We are already about five minutes into today's uh, episode episode without even really getting into anything. It seems like we're just kind of lazily walking around as if we're in some yeah. sort of figurative food court, uh, trying to figure out. And what speaking we want of to talk food, and eat. that's yes? that's true. I think we should talk about beef. Let's not talk about beef. Let's go ahead and get into red meat, cow meat, beef. You told me you didn't have a topic or a a script. I do have a topic. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got the classic Quinn Eaton moment where he texted me mere hours. And why hours? I mean two or like three hours before he was ready to do the podcast. And then he was pushing me and pressured me. and And then didn't have, didn't mention anything about a topic until... This is not a joke. Half an hour before we sat down to record. That's true. I don't know. It's, so it's I want to sit here. I want to talk about. I'm I'm trying to talk about the, the agriculture of the United States and what do you and we can't. I can't even say your topic yet because the intro hasn't played. And you are, I think, and I think it's fair to say this: you're attacking me for the normalcy that happens with all you need to know. Um, I wish if, it wasn't so normal. It is funny. It, it is very normal, but I think there's something about the impromptuness of the podcast that I feel like gives it some some energy, um, rather than hey uh, here, you know, four days before the podcast is supposed to be recorded. Hey, make sure you look over this three page document. These this is the topic for today, or, or for whenever we record the podcast. Make sure you read over all this information, so we're both. Credible on the on the topic. No one wants to hear that, right? Now, no one wanna, would would want to hear that unless there is one exception. Unless we were to break down Christopher Nolan's new epic film Oppenheimer, which I just saw uh, yesterday, and it was phenomenal. I'm I'm upset that I took so long to see it. It is remarkable. The pacing for it uh, for a three hour movie is some of the best i've ever uh experienced in really good. in a theater i never once looked down at my watch to say golly i mean how much longer we got in this movie the only time that i looked down at my watch was to say okay we've got an hour left that means i can drink the rest of this very large coke zero i had to kind of time ridiculous. that out and but, you know what and you're drinking coke zero which has got a lot of chemicals in it it's got that fake sugar stuff which is really bad for you mm-hmm. but Pew we have a normal Coke. Uh Oppenheimer was Pee-wee. Pee-wee Herman. Yeah. Um Oppenheimer was phenomenal. If you haven't seen it, go see it. I actually just got off the phone with someone who just saw Barbie, and they said to me, I'm not really sure what I was supposed to learn from that. And 
if you go and see a movie and it's trying to tell you something and you and you are not really sure of what it was trying to tell you, then I don't think that the movie did a good job of trying to tell you what it was trying to tell you. Is that fair to say? Yeah. You know, is the movie always trying to tell you something? I, I think to Tarantino films, like think about Pulp Fiction. It's a classic thing about his newer Once Upon mm-hmm. a Time in Hollywood. I would I would say that those films don't tell you anything. You're just, there to, you're just there to sit and observe. Right. And I think that's a good thing. And in modern uh, cinema, I would say that more often than not, movies are, instead of just trying to tell you a story, they're trying to tell you a way to feel. And I don't like that. Even, for instance, I, don't, I haven't seen Barbie, so I can't speak on that. But comedy movies used to just be, hey, here's an hour and 45 minutes, and you're just supposed to show up and watch Ben Stiller be zany and Vince Vaughn, you know, do a couple quick quips here and there. And you laugh and you're out of there. true. Right? But now it's like uh, Jennifer Lawrence. Like the first thing that comes to mind is don't look up. I liked the movie. It wasn't. Oh, necess- gosh. It, it wasn't necessarily branded as a comedy. But because it came from Adam McKay, people thought, oh, this will probably be funny. And there were moments where it was funny. But and, and, and I might even agree with the message that Don't Look Up was trying to portray. But at the same time, you I seem very political. Yeah, I just I, I'm just I just not I can get down. behind the political things and entertainment. Keep the right. politics out of entertainment. There, I, I said wanna, it. I just like you said, I just want to sit there and observe, turn my brain off and then walk out and be like, I thought that was really good. This person did a good job. This person could have done better. Um, and you said you don't you want to leave politics out of out of film and movies. But I would say that a, a, a very large underlying theme of Oppenheimer was politics. Um, so can you speak on that? It's okay for Oppenheimer? Yeah, well, there was, it politics? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it didn't really lean one way or the other. It seemed like the, the politics weren't political parties and like ideologies. It was just more sure. the, the, the pol- like the political sh- scene, the political grind, you know, the, the political murky waters that just exist, you know? Out of, not necessarily out of, uh, not necessarily ideologies there. Out of 10, what would you give Oppenheimer? This isn't an Oppenheimer. Oh, movie, man. But out of 10, real quick. Oh, man. It's got to be... I want to say a high 8, a low 9. 8.8 is what I was thinking. Um, I was thinking of something similar. There were just a, just a couple things that I didn't agree with, but we'll leave that for whenever we do the review of Oppenheimer, if we do the review of Oppenheimer. And it's funny that we've talked about movies. I don't think we meant to do this. But our, our our topic today is adjacent to cinema, theaters, right? We're already deep into today's podcast without even getting to the topic, but now we're going to dive should, right in. We could we could always switch it up right now. And it's not won't. too late. The topic transition hasn't played right now. It's the turn turning point. And the topic transition is about to play because this is episode 275. Today's topic, superhero movie fatigue. talk a lot about movies i mean okay. ever i feel like of all the episodes i've been on a third of them have been about film and maybe that's true and maybe that's true but there's nothing wrong with that because a lot of people love movies and before we get started with this one i want to make sure that we don't start talking it's really easy to talk about this topic 
and get into the weeds and lose people, right? And we probably already the weeds. Well, we probably already lost people in the first 10 minutes of the podcast because there wasn't any sort of direction, right? Like I said, we were just kind of mindlessly wandering through some sort of topic food. Felt court so good for while it lasted. But what I mean by that is if we start, you know, putting on our uh, Harry Potter like glasses pushing them up on the top of our our nose and saying, well, you know, I don't I don't agree with with how Marvel treated uh, Captain Marvel in this movie. But then whenever they went over it, like I, I don't want to get into specifics necessarily, but I do want to talk about the generality of superhero movie fatigue, because I would I would venture to say maybe 2006, 2008, um, you had movies coming out like The Incredible Hulk. You had movies coming out like uh, Iron Man. I don't know when DC's first Superman movie came out, but it it felt like it was around 20, 2010, 2011. I know that Christopher Nolan, oh, speaking of him. That's not it. Okay, well, maybe I was wrong. Uh, 2014, that maybe. Far later. I'm looking at I, I know that Christopher Nolan's Batman trilogy did fall into the 2007 to 20, what, 17? 2013. Okay, so kind of close, but not necessarily. But you really saw superhero movies come into the forefront of the box office starting in probably the mid 2000s. I mean, there was probably and and you go back and you've got, you know, Batman movies with George Clooney, Michael Keaton. Sure, those do well, but it wasn't until what would you say was the turning point for the superhero movie genre that was really like okay you know what these make a ton of money let's get people wrapped up into them uh you know i i always thought i I can't remember i think i read it somewhere that the iron man 2008's iron man for marvel was the kickstart to the obviously the big marvel cinematic universe that everybody knows i think the i think the one of the incredible hulks not the oldest one, but like the newer old one standalone, I think technically is included, but I don't know if it was purposefully included. I think they just like kind of put it in. But the point is I read somewhere that that was on purpose. The first Iron Man movie, they had a plan, a general plan. They were like, we want to bring the Avengers together, starting with Iron Man. Then they made the, what they made the Thor. And then they made the Ca- uh, Captain America, Captain you know, America. the basic, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so I don't know if that's true or not. I don't know if they're so forward looking as to like, you know, Avengers Endgame, but at least to put the Avengers together, it seems plausible. Uh, I I gotta say it. I think they just, I think they're just testing their, just testing out in the early days. I don't think they said this is gonna hit it big. I think uh, Robert Downey Jr. was a. Uh, you know, I think he was probably a a risky cast for Iron a, Man for a superhero a, movie. It was a swing, and and of course, yeah. it was a home. It was a home run, but there was a chance that there was going to be a swing and a miss. Changing even, yeah. And now I now I kind of I also forgot to mention, you know, Tobey Maguire's Spider Man trilogy uh, that started in two thousand two uh, with the very first Spider Man. That that of course made a lot of money at the box office and of course propelled to spider-man 2 spider-man 3 what was supposed to be spider-man 4 but never happened and yeah iron man i feel like is that first i think it's fair to say that iron man is that first movie where 
they started to say, all of this is interconnected and we're going to grab you by the, you know what, because you now have to see all of these movies in order to understand the fifth movie in order to understand something that we reference in the third movie. So they started this, this interweaving web of superhero movies. And at first I think that was a phenomenal idea. And I'm, I am a victim of that working because any Marvel movie, any Marvel TV show that was coming out, I was there. And I, and I would say, I, there. I'm with you. And I, I would say that, you know, the culmination, of course, like I said, I don't want to get into specifics, but the way that Marvel laid it out, it was like, you got introduced to, introduced to all these characters and then they all came together a couple of different times, but then it, it culminated with the, the climax of the, what is it called? The infinity, uh, infinity series. Yeah. Something infinity like that. War. Those last two movies there. Infinity Saga is what I was looking for. And so then But you, it didn't culminate, did it? It didn't end there, did it? Right. It continued on, but without some of those heavy hitters that were kind of carrying the the franchise, if you will, in the first place. The the funny thing is is, and we'll get back to that in just a second. Then on the other hand, because it's always there's always competitors, right? There's always if there's a McDonald's, there's a Burger King. Um, if there's a Kleenex, there's a you know, Walmart brand of the tissue. Uh, there are always two things kind of butting heads, seeing yeah. if they can if they can gain an advantage. And how that was in the superhero movie uh, universe, of course, is Marvel versus DC. And DC, for all that was good and holy, was trying to do their own thing to try to match up against Marvel. But why? Too why far behind. Why didn't it work? What was it because it felt like they were copying? Was it because of the quality of the movies that they were rolling out? Whenever you kind of witness, I don't know if you you saw a lot of the DC movies, but what do you feel like went wrong for them? Because on the other hand, it seemed like Marvel couldn't do anything wrong. Yeah, I think they're just behind the curve. I think Marvel set the tone, um, and and they were big good movies, but they didn't feel like you know, these, these adventure, like these mat, you know, like imagine the first Iron Man, you know, he breaks out of the cave, right? He builds the first suit and he fights like his buddy's business partner, right? Mm -hmm. And like a big, the iron monger, you know, it's like, that's a classic tale, but like you dropped a couple man of steels. I don't even think they dropped. I think the first Batman standalone was Batman versus Superman. So they already tied in. Mm-hmm. They had a Wonder Woman movie. You know what Ex- I'm saying? So there's these big... Excluding Christopher Nolan's Batman franchise, right? Trilogy. Correct. Okay. So this has been after. But see, that's the thing. Is that they just... Yeah, they just finished up with the Christian Bale. And then you bring in these these movies that are in the... So, like, huge budgets with a bunch of big characters all coming together really fast because they're trying to catch up to, to Marvel. It didn't go well. A couple of them didn't go well, which, you know, left a bad taste in people's mm-hmm. mouths. And, you know, it just, uh, you know, kind of snowballs a little bit, you know. I know a lot of criticism. And the problem is they don't get better. The problem is you would think that right. a lot of these people would say, would say, uh, you know, let's, let's, oh, we, we're, we, we hear your concerns. We hear your criticism. We'll take it into account. 
but then they just released the Flash movie, which is probably regarded as one of the worst superhero movies that ever been created. Right. And I don't, I don't know why they. It's baffling. That's the funny thing is because now, kind of, thanks for filling that kind of void in because now we can go back to present day, and both Marvel and DC are trying out this multiverse. They're welcome. Yes, possibly. And they're trying out this multiverse story of superheroes. And and basically it's a it's a scapegoat to bring any anything back that they want to have no consequences for any of the stories, uh, any of the the losses, right? There's there's no accountability, maybe is the right way to say it. And at first it was kind of interesting to see. And I would venture to say that in some areas, it's worked. I was so excited to see Spider- Spider-Man No Way Home, right? That's bringing the multiverse into Spider-Man. Um, even the most recent uh, Spider-Man, is it across the Spider-Verse, right? Yeah. Like that's that's bringing in multiverse, uh, different different. It's got to be actually one of my... Yeah, and that's incredible. And, and I don't think they're related to the MCU, official, official. I mean, they might be. I think a different parent company runs that, but while actually were, probably my favorite Spider-Man movie. While you were talking so, just a second ago, I did come up with a top five superhero movies of all time. And that's, I'll be ha- that's crazy. I'll be that's happy insane. To, I'll be happy to give that uh, in just Based a on bit. what? In just, I'll be, just my personal opinion. I'll give that in just a little bit. Your personal you. opinion. Towards the end of the episode. But right now we're in the middle of talking about the issue at hand, which is the multiverse kind of cracked open in both Marvel and DC movies. Um, Another point of contention with a lot of superhero uh, fans, uh, fans of the genre, fans of, you know, people uh, or, or movies and TV shows, whatever it is being made, is that it seems like DC was doing okay because... They were only putting out certain movies at certain times. It wasn't. It wasn't. Th- they weren't throwing too much at you. And they sometimes threw something up against the wall and it stuck. Like James Gunn's Suicide Squad. I thought that was great. I went and saw it. Thought it was pretty good. I don't think it got good reviews though. Didn't the new great? one. That's what I'm talking. Got about. better reviews. Oh, I thought you meant the first one. No, because uh, because they dropped the first one and then they just did it again. They just did it again, and it wasn't even. They said. They said years. we got you this time. It wasn't even four years after they had done the original one, and they were like, "Forget about the that first one. Here's the one that we want you to focus on." And that was, I think, the big problem with DC is that they kept trying these things, and it wouldn't work. So then they would just basically do it again, and you were like, "Okay, so what am I supposed to what am I supposed to do with that movie that you guys released six years ago?" Like, so just forget about that. Forget that about problem. that. Yeah, that was the problem with DC with Marvel, and I remember I was very excited whenever they started announcing that they were going to have TV shows based on some of these characters that we've uh, grown to to know and love. And you see all of these TV shows and these movies, and I was excited because I was like, oh, wow, so this movie will come out. Then right after that movie comes out, the TV show will come out, and it'll drop one week, uh, you know, one episode per week, and that'll get me to the next movie. And then after that movie, it'll get me to the next, you know. And so it was there was a level of excitement because I was like, okay, I'll always have stuff to watch. And before that actually came into existence, I thought that was a great idea because you're always kind of tuned in. 
But I do think, and you can agree with me or disagree with me, I think that that's diluted it a little bit or maybe a lot. And it has also you know, contributed to this superhero fatigue that we're seeing where certain movies are are not doing as as well as they were expected to or people aren't going to see these movies anymore because they just they don't feel like they have to anymore right i think the general consensus is that after the infinity saga uh it it that should have been a good it was a good pivoting wrapping up point but everything beyond that was just like really you know there's like they're running out of ideas you know um a lot of the characters that you that you got well, in some cases grew up with right if, especially if you're our age and you're still like really into film and movie you know that would have been i would i would have been nine you know when that when the first iron man came out so i kind of grew up watching those films but they're just kind of coming up with with bad ideas i think they're still trying to keep it somewhat canon to the comics but like for example i read that the most recent show they came out the secret wars nick fury Finally had his limelight. It was his Secret, own show. Secret Invasion, yeah. Secret Invasion. And uh, they rated that final episode. is the lowest final like climactic fight in all of the MCU. It's at 8%. 8% people, on Tomatoes. People hated it. Yeah. And that's a show that people were really confused about because they're, I, I have tried to watch it. I... For some reason, there's just not like a oh, I gotta see the next episode. Um, they've killed well, spoiler alert, one a main character that you would know if you've kind of watched all the Marvel stuff didn't make it past the very first episode. Well, I didn't know that. I'll and, have to watch it. But but that's the thing is like you sh- you shouldn't that's the that's the one of the big problems is that they started to be like, oh well you're going to totally not understand this new movie if you didn't watch the show that's on a streaming service that you have to pay for separately. Whenever they started doing that, I think people saw consuming those things more of a chore as an uh, opportunity. And I think that's where they started to lose some people. I myself, honestly, um, saw a meme the other day that said, I haven't watched... Marvel's Secret Invasion. Um, I didn't see The Flash. And I don't have any interest in seeing the Marvels that's coming out like later this year. And it was a it was an image of someone breaking free from handcuffs. And it was like, <laughs> I'm finally free. And I kind of feel that there there's still a good chance. Like there, there are some movies that I'm gonna plug into no matter what. Like whenever Deadpool 3 comes out. Uh, which I know it's going to be a little bit delayed. I'm going to go see that. Um, the new Guardians of the Galaxy that just came out uh, this this past year. I was there like first weekend, and it yeah. was phenomenal. There's some good franchises, yeah. But everything else has been kind of diluted, I think would be the best way to say it. And it's sad, um, but I don't know. Like I was about to ask a follow-up question whenever you were describing kind of like the downfall, what they were doing wrong. After... Uh, after the culmination for Marvel of uh, Avengers Endgame, should they have just taken a couple years off? Would that have benefited them more than trying to continue, just pick right back up where they where they kind of left off? I think in general, this goes for Marvel. It also goes as kind of a, str- a random example, but for example, Call of Duty games 
have started to do this where they'll run in a cycle. And whereas at one point they would come out every two or three years, which was, you know, a long time, but not absurd. <clears throat> um, where they started running on a one-year cycle where you expect a product once a year mm -hmm. and, you know, some stuff like the shows and stuff, which are arguably movie quality, even longer, right? They break it up an hour episode, six hours or whatever. Yep. And so it breaks down the quality of the product. You're saying, I want this, I want to feel like I did, you know, when I was a young lad watching the first Captain America. But it's like this guy, you know, probably learned about the the movie you know like eight months ago they're going to a big blue screen cgi dome and yeah. they're just going to knock it all out and so you know it's, it's it's very much just like a processed you know it's very much over processed like i said they do the same thing with call of duty they have been a one-year cycle and it's the same thing like the qualities would go down the ratings have been going down generally this is i think when you don't give a, a studio for anything enough time to to kind of have not just time to make it good but time to be like creative time to sure. be flexible with the product hey it's going to be bad every time, time no matter what it is time to maybe shoot things put it together and say yeah you know what this we need to change something about this because it doesn't necessarily yeah. flow you know there, there isn't a lot like you said there's not a, a ton of time allotted to all these different yeah. studios um, Enough and, time to reach out to your co-host and say, hey, we should do the podcast sure. in 25 minutes and we don't have a topic. That's fair. That time, I, that amount of time. But going back to the to the movie studio process, and of course, now we're seeing, um, you know, a strike by the writers union and the actors union uh, together at the same time, which is going to delay all kinds of uh, creative projects and movies and TV shows. We're just going to watch reality TV and game shows for probably the next year and a half. But at one point, it feels like the stories were 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 being told to tell the story, and then at some point there was a there was some sort of transition from that to the stories are being told to make money, and I think that's that's the biggest issue with the whole superhero fatigue is like, are you are you doing this to further the story? Are you doing this to get people to go see it so you can make a bunch of money off of it? I think that that and you need now. The goal with movies, of course, is to always make money. You're not making a movie so it loses money, but you're hoping that unless you're story, Wes Anderson, unless you're Wes Anderson, um, that's a good poll question. But you're hoping that by telling the story and focusing on the story, that pays for itself, versus knowing that hey, we need to make three hundred million dollars off this, so let's include all kinds of CGI things that. Yeah. will be shot a lot of fan show. service too In much fan service maybe maybe so maybe a little bit and speaking of fan service to close out today's episode i'm gonna go through my top five superhero movies we love top five lists so Let's are you go. are you ready for this top five list do you think i i bet you wrote this yourself it's gonna be Didn't fast. look it up it's going to be fast, and I literally just did this uh, earlier in the episode. This was not planned. Like I said, we didn't have an outline for today's episode. No honorable mentions. We're just going to get straight into the list. At number five, we have Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. So that's the latest animated Spider-Man. I thought it was... L take. That's got to be my favorite Spider-Man movie of all time. It definitely cracks top three for me, superhero-wise. 
I thought it was phenomenal. I love the story. One of the best stories. There yeah, was one lot. of the best stories in the superhero movie. And there was a, a cliffhanger, but it wasn't it wasn't enough to where you're super upset that it ended the way that yeah, it ended. You're just um, expectant. Right. And so they did a phenomenal job. I can't I, I don't even want to know how long it took to animate some of those those sections. Um, I think it's really yes. turned. Yeah. And it's really turned the corner for people uh, to to say, you know what, I can go and watch a uh, an animated superhero movie. They've kind of, I feel like, brought people in that never thought that they would be able to enjoy a movie that's kind of like that. So that's my number five. Sorry if it's a little high. At number four, we have Logan, which was supposed to be the finish of wow we didn't even talk about the x-men movies which was supposed to be the the finishing touch on hugh jackman's role as Wolverine. the director wasn't happy about that i uh of course if if you're into superhero movies you're now seeing that hugh jackman has been brought back for deadpool 3 which i honestly feel like is okay i mean i i'm gonna i'm gonna really enjoy seeing um the back and forth between uh, ryan reynolds and hugh jackman in that movie was it worth it, though, bringing him back uh, from what was supposed to be kind of a very touching end to the story of Wolverine? I think it's, I think it's been long enough. I think if he had done it two years after, it would not have been. But I think, what did that come out, 2017? It's been yeah. five years. I, but, I think it's been oh long enough. Phenomenal. Phenomenal movie. I love that movie. Oh, at number it three, really is. At really number three, is. we have Avengers Endgame. Now, you might say, I don't know about that, but... To think of what they had to do to get to that to that movie, all the moving parts, I felt like they landed the plane with Avengers Endgame. That was a really they tough, landed the plane. I think it was a really tough plane to land. Maybe the maybe it was a little bit I of agree. A rocky rocky terrain. And that's a good take. That's a fair. That's a fair take. But there wasn't anything like in that, that. There wasn't anything in that movie where I was like, you know what, they didn't do this. Or man, I didn't like how they did this. It was like did you I did you cheer in the theater? Did you cheer in the theater when Captain now, America picked and, up the hammer? And that that aspect of it does add a couple of points to the list and maybe puts it above Logan uh at the number three spot because of the experience that it was to go see it in a the theater with other people that had kind of been along that journey with with everybody else that was there uh for however many years. Um, that they have been consuming Marvel movies. So that's at number three. At number two, we have Spider-Man No Way Home. Now this for me, a little controversial. This is a personal opinion thing, but to see Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, and Tom Holland on the screen, all uh, reprising their roles, or I guess for Tom Holland's continuing his role as Spider-Man, seeing them all in the same movie was sort of like a childhood fever dream, but... It was it was again well done, kind of like Avengers Endgame. Um, there were things that were coming out before that movie came out that were alluding to the possibility that they were all in the movie. So then people expected it, even though I expected to see it. It still was, I think, well done. Probably one of the, the only, I don't think it one of the only multiverse movies, uh, you know, aside from Spider Man Across the Spider Verse, that I felt like it wasn't too distracting to have multiversal characters in that felt like it was kind of a natural yeah. storyline um so i really like that at number two and this number one shouldn't be a surprise to anyone at number one i have christopher nolan's sandwich of the uh the the you know the meat of the sandwich that was the dark knight trilogy uh the dark knight 
Uh, Christopher Nolan did a phenomenal job with the entire trilogy, but I do think the high point of the trilogy was uh, Christian Bale as Batman, Heath Ledger uh, playing his, of course, last role as the Joker. You you almost don't recognize him as the Joker, right? You just think that's the Joker. You think that they went and they were like, hey, we need you to come play yourself in this movie. That's how good of a, of a job that Heath Ledger did. And something there's something um, to say about a dead person. And I, and I apologize if I was offensive in any way there, but I'm trying to to speak on how well of a role he did in that movie and the seriousness of that of those movies. I felt like was a good tone shift from what Marvel was doing. Strength, which is has a strength for sure. Kind of quirky in Marvel and funny, whereas The Dark Knight was just, hey, this is this is serious. And they shot it as if it could happen in real life. Um, there wasn't any sort of extraordinary uh, piece to it. And so I think a lot of people would agree that that's, of course, the best superhero trilogy or superhero movies of all time. Um, and I, I don't think there's any argument with The Dark Knight at number one. But we're running out of time. Quick 30 second. What do you think? Decent list? The top five list. I thought it was decent. I would have. Yeah, no, I, I, uh, yeah, I think all five of those are easily top fivers. I, I think the No Way Home is good. I don't know if it quite cracks top five. I would have rearranged the the order maybe, but otherwise, otherwise very solid. And you definitely didn't look that up. Next time you make your own list while we're recording the podcast. How about that? Yeah. But don't have crazy that you made a list with X Men in it. We didn't even talk about that. That's kind of strange. And that's that is a big part of superhero movies. So tune in next week for part two of superhero. I'm just kidding. We're not we're not gonna do that. that. But that's gonna do it for this episode of AYN2K. My name is Quinn Eaton. Isaac Bear. And this has been All You Need to Know. This has been All You Need to Know. If you have a topic you would like to hear about, message us on Twitter or Facebook or send us an email at all you need the number two no zero zero at gmail.com rate review and subscribe on apple Podcasts, and tune in every wednesday because here at ayn2k we've got you covered